0: Ah, and we are live. Welcome back to Takes by Fans. We got a great show for you today. As always, we are live every single day at noon Eastern. If you want to watch live, head over to takesbyfans.com slash watch. If you want to watch but not live, head over to our YouTube channel, Takes by Fans. We post all of our shows and clips of the show there on a daily basis. And if you just want to listen, we are on podcasting apps, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and even Facebook podcasting, folks. So however you want to watch or listen, we've got you covered multiple ways. Alright, today's a big old Saturday, folks. We got a lot to kind of clean up uh, in this show that we really didn't get to throughout this week. We have to do our NFL power rankings. We got to get those done today before the entire uh, week 10 matchups kick off tomorrow, Sunday Slate. So we'll update our NFL power rankings. We'll uh, update our NBA power rankings in our uh, NBA Daily 10 segment. And then we will also do our tight end University Tuesdays, giving out those grades once again before Week 10 starts. So we're not two weeks behind and all that. So we'll clean up all that that we didn't get to uh, throughout the week. Um, Also, we will be watching our favorite video to watch on Saturday. What are the machines saying? The NFL.com score predictions and win probabilities and all that. Uh, Seeing if the machines agree with us this week. Once again, Vegas is disrespecting the Titans. Will the machines also be disrespecting the Titans this week? We will see what they say. So, a little bit of a pack to show today, so let's get things rolling with our NBA Daily 10. Let's uh, do 10 minutes on the clock, but let's uh, do another extra 5 minutes since we we have to do our NBA power rankings as well. So let's make sure we have enough time uh, to fit all that in. So let's put 15 minutes on the clock here. Next 15 minutes of uninterrupted basketball talk of what just happened yesterday in the NBA and the 15 minutes start right now. Alrighty, pretty busy day in the NBA last night, so let's start with the first game, the Knicks at the Hornets, and another loss here for this Knicks team, losing 104-96 to over the Hornets. Let's start here with the Knicks. Once again, <clears throat> Kemba Walker back in the starting lineup here, and just having Evan Fournier and Kemba Walker both in the starting lineup, I think it's too inconsistent. Evan Fournier and Kemba Walker, they're just too spotty of players In my opinion, to have them both in the starting lineup, I really want to see Derrick Rose be the one if you're having Evan Fournier at the two. So, Kemba Walker had a good game, led the team in scoring 26 points, three assists, three rebounds, shot a decent 4 of 9 from 3 and uh, 47% on 19 shots. Evan Fournier, though, coming up a little bit small out there, 5.6 rebounds. He only took six shots, but, I mean, he's really got to be kind of the number two scorer. Julius Randle's kind of your number one scorer. You get Evan Fournier as your number two. Kemba Walker's the facilitator. But Kemba Walker taking 19 shots. We know, you know, he likes to put up a lot of shots and try to score. But, you know, we see, you know, he had two games, like two weeks, two good games back-to-back two weeks ago. This week he hasn't really done anything besides this game. So, I just don't like Kemba Walker and Evan Fournier, I guess, in the starting lineup together. Um but Kemba Walker had a good game, so he can't knock it too much, but we get the spottiness of both those players. We had Derek Rose off the bench with 8 points and 2 assists only in 17 minutes, but he was a plus 15 on the floor, real solid. Back to the starting lineup here for the Knicks. Mitchell Robinson at the 5, 11.6 rebounds. Julius Randle, 10 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists. He shot absolutely awful last night. 26% on 15 shots. And the same thing with R.J. Barrett. 2 points on and 9 shots, 11% shooting from the field. So, uh, so yeah, all their kind of starters kind of let him down. Kemba Walker tried his damnedest. Unfortunately, it was not enough. The Knicks end up losing. Now for the Hornets. LaMella Ball, 12.17 rebounds. LaMella Ball is getting 17 boards. Jeez, Louise, 9 assists, 5 steals, 12 points. Fantastic. Didn't shoot well, but everything else was fantastic last night for LaMella Ball. 0 5 from 3 and 30% on 13 shots. Definitely could be a lot better. Tara Roger, 18 points, 3 assists, 4 rebounds. Mason Plumley down low, 6 points, 11 rebounds. Miles Bridges, 24 points, 4 assists, 4 rebounds. Gordon Hayward, 22. Big old points, 7 assists five rebounds. So, I mean, what a game by the really good starting lineup here by the Hornets. And then off the bench, Kelly Oubre Jr., 12 points, two rebounds. I'll take that. He shot four of 10 from three. That's all we really need from Kelly Oubre Jr. We I would really like to see him kind of at 15 points every single game off the bench, but I'll take 12, 10 to 12. No problem there. So, well done with the Hornets. Another win. Um, and they go on uh, at home and beat the Knicks. Very well done. All right, next game up here. We get the Bucks in the Celtics, and this goes into overtime, and the Bucks lose. Oh, no. Celtics get the win 122 to win 122-113. to And is this Celtics team better without Jalen Brown than with? It's starting to seem like that. So, once again, Marcus Smart at the 1, Dennis Schroeder at the 2 here, filling in for no Jalen Brown. And Dennis Schroeder had an absolutely great game, 38 points, 8 rebounds on 59% shooting. Fantastic. Marcus Smart, 19 points, 6 rebounds, 6 rebounds. Six assists, filling in. Robert Williams, 12 points, 10 rebounds. Jason Tatum, 27 points, 11 rebounds. And then Al Horford still playing the four here. Nine points, five assists, seven rebounds. So, man, oh, man, something's clicking here for the Celtics team. They've been pretty solid this week. Uh, Dennis Schroeder's really been stepping it up. The bench is still a little bit lackluster, so we're still not really buying the Celtics team 100%. And we are, unfortunately, still leaving them out of our top 10 in our power rankings when we get that, to that in a couple of minutes, uh, but... I guess we'll give credit to Dennis Schroeder for kind of carrying the load so far, but we need to get this bench. The bench really needs something here for the Celtics. A leading scorer for the bench was Josh Richardson, 8.6 rebounds on 33% shooting, 28 minutes off the bench. But other than that, nothing else really great. Aaron Nesmith only playing five minutes. Peyton Pritchard not playing at all, not getting those young guys involved, and just nothing good on this Celtics bench. But they got the win. Starter's taking care of business. Then, uh, talking about this Bucks team, still no Brooke Lopez. Uh, so, still not at 100% full strength out here, but they're getting there. George Hill still playing the one, 16 points, three assists. Drew Holiday, 17 points, 13 assists. Bobby Portis down low filling in for Brooke Lopez. Led the team in scoring, actually, with 22 points, six rebounds. Pat Conifton, 15 points, five rebounds, and uh, Grayson Allen, 21 points. No Giannis either last night, but Grayson Allen, five of nine from three. Bobby Portis led the team in scoring. Once again, really great pieces here for this Bucks team. Just a little bit with the injuries uh, so far early on in the season, but over. Overall, this Bucks team has the infrastructure when they're all healthy to make it deep to potentially repeat as champions. I'm loving Grayson Allen out here, and Bobby Port is still getting it done too. So Bucks, they made it competitive. Unfortunate, just in overtime, they get the loss there and lose by nine, 122 to 113. Alright, then we get the Pistons at the Cavs and another big win for this Cavs team, folks. I know this Pistons team isn't anything good, but the fact that the Cavs lost Colin Sexton and are still continuing to win games, I mean, that's super impressive. So, another win here for the Cavs, winning 98-78, to a nice 20-point domination win here for this Cavs team. So, Darius Garland at the one and then Isaac Okuru uh, filling in for the two there. So, Darius Garland goes 21 points, 7 assists, Isaac Okuru 9 points, Nine rebounds. Jared Allen, eleven point seven rebound. Evan Mobley, another huge key component to this Cavs team, sixteen point seven rebounds. He was a plus twenty nine on the floor, very fantastic. And then Dean Wade at the three, three points and three assists off the bench here. C.D. Osmond, baby, seventeen points. Yes, sir. We're starting to get really solid production out here from C.D. Osmond. Ricky Rubio, we see some solid production from him off the bench here. Uh, Over the last kind of week, week and a half, Ricky Rubio didn't shoot the best, but five points, nine assists and five steals and a plus 15 on the floor. We'll take that. 22% shooting on 9 shots, so, you know, this Cavs team can definitely kind of pick up the scoring production needed uh, that Colin Sexton gave this Cavs team, so, well done to this Cavs team, and uh, stick around when we do our NBA Power Rankings, we're gonna kind of uh, tip our cap to this Cavs team in the Power Rankings, folks, I'm loving it. And then for the Pistons, a loss that shouldn't surprise anybody. Only putting up 78 points. That shouldn't surprise anybody. This Cavs team, once again, is not good. Best two players, Jeremy Grant, 16 points. Sadiq Bey, 4 points. I mean, that's, once again, not going to get it done. So Cade Cunningham trying out here, 9 points, 6 rebounds, not getting it done. Nothing good on this Pistons team. Alright, then we get the Blazers at the Rockets. And finally, the Blazers win a game because it's against a not good team. Mmm, unfortunate. Uh, so, the Blazers get get it done. Damian Lillard, 20 points, 7 assists. CJ McCollum, 17 points, 5 assists, 8 rebounds. Nurcic, 12 points, 9 rebounds. All getting it done. Off the bench, anything great. Anthony Simons, 8 points. Uh, and then Nasir Little, 13 points and 14 rebounds. Off the bench, well done for the Blazers. And then for the Rockets, well, Daniel Tice was in in the starting lineup, so they lose the game. Classic. Kevin Porter Jr. led the team in scoring 18 points, 5 assists, 5 rebounds, and Ja'Shawn Tate with 14 points, 6 rebounds. Christian Wood, 8 points, and 15 rebounds. Just move Christian Wood to the 5. Get Daniel Tice out of here and move on. The man can't play. Um, I guess we have to shout out Daniel Tice a little bit. He was a plus 6 on the floor in a loss. I'll give him that, but everything else, nothing good. He was just kind of lucky in his uh, well, how many minutes? He played 28 minutes. As he was lucky in his 28 minutes that he was out on the floor. <clears throat> but overall, Rockets are not a good team and they lose by 12. Now we get the Suns at the Grizzlies, and the Suns are alrighty. We were a little nervous about the Suns, uh, for the first kind of eight games here, but they've really kind of stepped it up over the last week, winning um, I think four seven straight games over the last week and a half, two weeks here. So shout out to the Suns of picking up where they left off last season. Just took a couple of weeks to get acclimated into the everything, uh of everything kind of going as good as it did go last year when they made it to the finals. So Suns get the, another big old win here, winning 119-94 to over the Grizzlies. Who's getting it done here for the Suns? Chris Paul, 15 points, 12 assists, fantastic. Devin Booker, 17 points, 7 assists, 5 rebounds. His scoring pace has really can come down from last year, but they're still getting wins. So that's definitely great tier for the Suns. Uh, we know Devin Booker's obviously their A1 tier one scoring on a scorer on this team, but having the bench uh, be reliable and consistent from the get-go, that's not what we really saw last season. It all kind of came together down. The stretch, but now that they're getting it done really kind of from the jump this season, we can really start buying this Suns team a little bit more than maybe than we bought them last season. So this is great to see. Devin Booker, like we said, seventeen points, seven assists. Javale McGee filling in for the five still without. Uh, The big man down low, DeAndre Ayton. How could we forget the name? Uh, JaVale McGee, 9.6 rebounds. Jay Crowder, 17 points, 5 rebounds. He shot 5 of 8 from 3. We know that's his game. And then McCall Bridges at the 3, 13 points. But this is great. Off the bench, we get Frank Kaminsky still getting it done. 8.6 rebounds. We'll take that. Cameron Payne, 10 points. Cameron Johnson, 12.7 rebounds. And then Abdel Nader, 10 points and 4 rebounds. So, once again, we really need this bench to really bring this team together. And that's what they've been doing the last two weeks, going seven straight games with the wins. So, well done for the Suns. And we can definitely expect them to be high in their power rankings when we get to that segment alright and then we get the Grizzlies what happened last night another loss for this team John Moran goes six assists 12 rebounds unfortunately it is not enough maybe missing Valanchunas a little bit more than they thought they would uh, De'Anthony Melton didn't get it done at the 2 3 points on 5 shots Steven Adams you know replacing Valanchunas for the 5 5 points 10 rebounds Jaron Jackson Jr. 19 points for rebounds and then Desmond Bain nine points on 30% shooting so John Morant is trying his damnedest in points and facilitating the floor and getting the boards all of that but they are just coming up short every single night what do they got four wins so far this season six or six and six nothing great for this Grizzlies team unfortunate another loss All right, then we get the Nets at the Pelicans and another good win here for this Nets team, winning 120-112. to Once again, what do the Pelicans have? Just Valentunas. Now, they got great production from their starting lineup this game and they were competitive, but we don't really expect them to keep this up without Brandon Ingram and not having Zion and all that. So, well done for this Pelicans team. Unfortunately, still lost though. Devontae Graham, 14.6 assists. A pretty solid night of what we've been seeing from this Pelicans team. This was the best game that they put up with this lineup here without having kind of their main guys. So Devontae Graham 14.6 assists we give him credit Nikhil Alexander-Walker 16 points, Valanchunas 20 points 12 rebounds. He's the only one that's getting it done and is consistent here with this Pelicans team. Josh Hart 13 points, 5 assists, 7 rebounds and then Garrett Temple 17 points and 6 rebounds and they had some pretty good bench contribution as well from Herbert Jones 11 points and 4 rebounds off the bench. Jackson Hayes 9 points off the bench and Trey Murphy, 8.6 rebounds off the bench. So, this was their best game. Still, unfortunately, it results in a loss, still coming up a little bit short. Why? Because you've got Kevin Durant, 28 points, 8 assists, 7 rebounds on 64% shooting. James Harden, 39 points, 12 assists, 5 rebounds. And Joe Harris, finally, finally resembling the Joe Harris that we all know and love out here, 24 points on 6 of 8 from 3 exact. Exactly what we need from him and that was kind of the big three for this Nets team so we know Joe Harris can be a really great number three to this big three of the Nets uh, obviously he's not as good as Kyrie Irving but he really can make up for the level of offensive production needed that you don't get without Kyrie Irving playing uh, I believe Joe Harris can fill in that offensive production scoring the ball that's what they need and Joe Harris can do that so Once again, James Harden, even with Kyrie Irving on this team, James Harden was kind of the point guard. Kyrie Irving didn't want to be the point guard, he just wanted to score, so that's what Joe Harris does. So, the Nets still have a big three if Joe Harris is the Joe Harris from last year and of all his career, because he's always been really, really gosh dang good. So, the big three for the Nets is finally back. Do we dare declare? Do we dare declare? We do dare declare, folks, Nets big three is back with Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Joe Harris instead of Kyrie Irving. So, let's get the nice win here, 120-112. Next game up, we get the Kings and the Thunder and the Thunder win close here, winning 105-103 and they're on like a 4-5 game win streak here, so shout out to the Thunder. door finally, finally getting it together here. Uh, thir- uh, 22 points, 5 rebounds on 50% shooting. Fantastic. Shea Gillis-Alexander still doing Shea Gillis-Alexander things. 22 points, 2 steals, 3 assists, 2 rebounds. Fantastic. Josh Giddy, 7 points. Jeremy Robinson Earl at the 5. 2 points, but the 14 boards he didn't shoot good 11% on nine shots and then Darius Basley, 15 points and eight rebounds at the four off the bench they got a great production from Trey Mann 12 points and two rebounds and then Kenrich Williams nine points and five rebounds off the bench as well alrighty that is our 15 minutes but we still got a lot to cover so let's round it out here so well done for the Thunder here Uh, and then for the Kings another unfortunate loss Buddy Heald back down to the bench interesting so once again probably still looking to trade Buddy Heald we saw him in the starting lineup last game but then they're right back down to the bench here so unfortunate Uh, so Buddy Heald expect him to be traded probably by the trade deadline still Uh, Buddy Heald off the bench 14 points 5 assists 4 of 9 from the 3 Darren Fox 16 points 5 assists, Tyrese Halliburton 8 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists Raquan Holmes at the 5, 16 points 15 rebounds, a great night by him and then Harrison Barnes, 21 points and 5 rebounds, unfortunately come up 2 points short here losing 105-103, but well done for the Kings unfortunately still not enough to get the win all right, then we get the Mavericks at the Spurs, and the Mavericks might be turning a corner here, folks. This may be kind of the Mavericks getting back on track. They get the big old win, 123-109 over the Spurs for the Mavericks. Luka Doncic, 32 points, 15 assists, 12 rebounds. That's a triple-double, y'all. Kristaps Porzingis, 32 points, 7 rebounds, still playing the four. Dorian Finney-Smith, 15 points, 7 rebounds. And then Tim Hardaway Jr., still not really as good as he was last season, 5 points, 6 rebounds. Rebounds, but on 18% shooting, 0 of 5 from three on 11 shots from the field. So, um, we really want to see Tim Hardaway Jr. be consistent and be as good as he was last year. That could really bring this Mavs team really closer to being one of the best teams in the league. But uh, so far, they're just solid. I think they're they're they've been on a nice win streak here. What do we got? Um, do we got their win streaks up? Um, what do they got? They're uh, they're 8-4, and four, so they got 8 wins so far But uh, over the last couple of games here The Mavericks have really been getting it uh, figured out So we applaud them And then lastly here, Jalen Brunson off the bench 17 points and 3 assists Alright, and then for the Spurs Just nothing great The leading scorer was Devin Vassell off the bench with 20 points uh, Then we had DeJounte Murray 15 points Keldon Johnson 15 points Doug McDermott at 14 points, so overall a little lackluster from their uh, starters, but um, they just come up a little bit short. Uh, So well done for the Mavericks. They're going on a nice little run here, and we'll see if they make our top 10 in our power rankings. Alright, last three games here. We get the Hawks and the Nuggets and another loss for this Hawks team. Womp womp. Trey Young went 30 points and 9 assists. Still coming up short. Bogdanovich, 10 points on 0 of 5 from the 3. Clint Capella, 14 points, 13 rebounds. John Collins, 26 points, 9 rebounds. Unfortunately, nothing good from their bench. Daniel Gallinari, 2 points on 7 shots. Kevin Herter, 2 points on 6 shots. And then Cam Reddish, he had 8 points on 7 shots. Uh, got to the line 3 times. So just unfortunate man this Hawks team not picking up where they left off not even really resembling anything that they did last season and with this Nuggets team they don't have Michael Porter Jr. and they still get kind of blown out here Aaron Gordon 23 points 4 assists 4 rebounds they need him to step up the scoring pace and he did that last night led the team in scoring so well done to Aaron Gordon Joe Kick still at the 5 obviously 22 points 10 assists 19 rebounds the triple double for the reigning MVP Monte Morris at the 8 points, 4 assists, and then Will Barton, 5 points, 5 rebounds. But a nice bench production here from P.J. Dozier, 12 points off the bench. And then Bones Highland, 15 points, 4 assists, and 6 rebounds. So the Nuggets, they're still getting it done without Michael Porter Jr. Um, and they are able to beat the Hawks team 105-96. All right, then we get the Bulls and the Warriors. And, man, oh, man, what a game last night. Uh, Primetime game on ESPN late last night. Warriors get the win, 119 93 93 Bulls were competitive in the first half, and the lead started to separate a little bit. But, well done for the Warriors. A nice blowout win here, winning 119 93 in this Warriors team, folks. Man, oh, man, are they gosh dang good. Steph Curry, 40-piece, folks. 40 points, 5 assists, 4 rebounds, 9 of 17 from the 3. Jays Louise. Woof! Jordan Poole, 14 points, 3 steals, 2 assists. Kevon Looney still playing the 5 out here. 4 points, 10 rebounds. Draymond Green, 9 points, 7 assists, 9 rebounds. Classic Draymond Green game. And then Andrew Wiggins, as solid as usual, 15 points, 7 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals as well. Off the bench, they get anything great? Nothing great, but good enough. Uh, Gary Payton, 8 points, 5 rebounds. Namaja Jellica, 6 points, 4 assists, 3 rebounds. Andre Iguodala, 8 points. And then we had Jonathan Kuminga, 8 points as well off the bench. So Steph Curry does Steph Curry things. It's infectious. It gets everybody going. And man, oh man, they still don't have Klay Thompson. And then for the Bulls just unfortunate here not the best against the best teams in the league So the Bulls still have a little bit to kind of figure out here to start beating the upper elite teams of the league Lonzo Ball only had five points on one of seven from three and 18% on 11 shots He's a little streaky here so far shooting the ball wise and that's what we know of LaMelo Ball That's why we do like um, LaMelo a little bit better than we like Lonzo their passing skills are about the thing. Same. I think I like LaMelo's a little bit more, but LaMelo's just a better, more consistent scorer than Lonzo is. And that's going to hurt this Bulls team as they progress forward. So Lonzo Ball, 5 points on 11 per, or 18% shooting, 4 steals, 3 assists, 3 rebounds. Zach Levine led the team in scoring 23.6 rebounds. No uh, big man down low for them, so they have to have Tony Bradley fill in, 3 points, 5 rebounds, a minus 13 on the floor. And then DeMar DeRozan, 18 points, 5 assists, 2 rebounds. And that was really it. Their two main scorers. There are only, only two scorers to get more than 10 points here, DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine. So truly... I'm um, missing um, uh, Vucevic down low. Uh, but unfortunate here, Alonzo cannot really kind of weather the storm. And then Derek Jones Jr. off the bench. We had 9 points and 6 rebounds. Not bad. He shot 100% on 3 shots. Got to the line twice. Sunk them both. Minus 8 on the floor. That's not bad for the 20 minutes that he was out there for this overall lackluster performance last night. So, Warriors get the win. And then the last game on last night. Timberwolves at the Lakers. And the Timberwolves blow them out. 107-83. to Still no LeBron and uh, man oh man in the second half the timberwolves went on like a 50 to 30 run folks nothing good here so for this lakers team Anthony Davis still playing the 5 here. 22 points, 8 rebounds, 2 assists, 3 steals, 3 blocks. Still a minus 16 on the floor, unfortunately. Russell Westbrook, 20 points, 3 assists, 5 rebounds, 5 turnovers, a minus 32 on the floor. Yikes. And once again, these were the only 2 players to score over 10 points here for this squad. Carmelo, 3 points on 12 shots. He shot 8%. (laughs) 8% 8% last night. Malik Monk, 7 points on 11 shots. He shot 27% last night. So, once again, we need Malik Monk and Carmelo Anthony really kind of give us 15 plus points off the bench here. Uh, and they are a little streaky. Well, Carmelo Anthony hasn't really been streaky, but Malik Monk has really been streaky out here and not able to get it done. Shout out to Dwight Howard. 9 points, 10 rebounds off the bench. Uh, unfortunately, they still lose here without LeBron James. And then for the Timberwolves, folks, they get the win. In here d'angelo russell 22.7 assists carl anthony towns 29.7 rebounds anthony edwards only nine points last night little lackluster scoring the ball wise one of five form three and 36 percent on 11 shots But they're able to uh, beat this lack, even more lackluster Lakers team. So, well done for the Timberwolves. We'll see if they can kind of build upon this and start beating some of the better teams out here. The win against the Lakers, ooh, this Lakers team isn't anything that great, folks. Alrighty, righty, um, that was all the NBA from last night, but we have to do our power rankings. We usually do this on our Friday show. Unfortunately, we couldn't get to it yesterday, ran out of time. So let's uh, rearrange our power rankings uh, for this uh, upcoming week from the Fridays to the Fridays, folks. So, these were our power rankings heading into this week. Once again, Friday to Friday. That's the week we're talking about. So, here we go. We had Raptors at 10, Grizzlies at 9, Lakers at 8, Nets at 7, Bucks at 6, Jazz at 5, Warriors at 4, Bulls at 3, Heat at 2, and the 76ers at number 1. And we have a lot of shakeup here, which is no surprise. It's the beginning of the season. You know, teams, are they legit? Are they not legit? You know, starting to get past, you know, the first week 1. two, three, all that. So, you know, we can see a lot of kind of big movements for the first maybe month of these power rankings. But uh, let's start rearranging them. Here we go. Let's start at number 10. A new number 10 team out here. And unfortunately, the Raptors are out of the top 10. Uh, We'll see if they can get back in here. Just a little bit of an uh, overall not great week for them. But overall, they still have a good squad. So they they would probably be number like 11 or 12 in our power rankings. Unfortunately, have to move them out of the top 10 but we're going to give a little credit to this Cavs team folks we're going to move the Cavs to number 10 here no Colin Sexton but they're still finding ways to win with uh, um, uh, their other guard uh, Darius Garland and then Evan Mobley stepping up as well obviously we never have to worry about Jared Allen he's so solid here but over the last week for this Cavs team they went 3-1 and beating the Raptors the Knicks in the Piston and that's kind of really why the Raptors fell out of the top 10 the Raptors would have probably stayed at 10, but the Cavs beat them straight up here. So I give credit to this Cavs team, and then they did lose against the Wizards. Um, I don't expect this Cavs team to stay in the top 10 here this long, but I wanted to shout them out and give them a, uh, their due so far of winning without Colin Sexton. That is big time here. That is probably their second best player, first best player, whoever you want to call. Darius Garland or Colin Sexton, their best player. Uh, the, the, he's out now, so... Uh, well done for the Cavs. We give them credit. We'll see how long they can keep up this good level of play here. Evan Mobley, man. The man is getting it done. Jared Allen. Always love him at the 5. So well done for the Cavs. We give them the 10th position alrighty the new number nine team we're going to give this team a little bit of credit as well they are the first team in the Eastern Conference folks yes you've heard this right they are the best team in the Eastern Conference I believe the record is eight and three we're moving the Wizards to number nine a great week overall win three and zero. they beat the Grizzlies the Bucks and the Cavs really good performances out here um, you know Cavs Bucks Cavs are not you know the best teams but we're not going to knock teams for taking care of business and that's what this Wizards team has been doing. Kyle Kuzma is looking like a really good number two to this team. Obviously, Bradley Beal and then the bench. Mantras, Harold, Denny, Evita, Jay, always able to get it done. So, shout out to this Wizards team. They're winning games. Can't wait to uh, see them hit a stretch of facing really good opponents um, and see how they take care of business. Are they at least competitive? I don't need to see this Wizards team beat the kind of best teams consistently. We just need to see them right now, early on in the season, be competitive. Show that they can hang with the big dogs in the NBA. So shout out to the Wizards. We're going to give them a chance here in the top 10, see what they do with it in this week's stretch to see if they can move up in the power rankings next Friday or if they fall off of the power rankings next Friday. But shout out to the Wizards at number 9. Alrighty, new number eight team, Lakers, are officially off of the top ten, and I think we all know why. Uh, but the new number eight team here, we're going to do the Jazz, falling back here from number five to number eight. Uh, not the best week for this Jazz team. Went one and three. They beat the Hawks. That's not even a good win anymore. How unfortunate for the Atlanta Hawks. And then they ended up losing to the Heat, the Magic, and the Pacers. Losing to the Magic and the Pacers. What are we, what are we doing? Did y'all not even show up to those games? So, Jazz, a little bit of iffy here this week. I'm, I'm pretty sure they can get it right back on track here uh, for this week. But we do have to move them down to number eight. Some other good performances this week. And we're going to celebrate those teams. So, Jazz moved down a couple of spots here. Alrighty, number seven team is going to stay the Nets. We're keeping them at number seven. Alright, they went 4-1 and this week. Had five big old games. A packed week for this Nets team. They ended up beating the Pistons, the Raptors, the Magic, and the Pelicans. Once again, overall, not the best teams. And then they ended up losing to the Bulls. So, we're still not really sure what we want to do with this Nets team. Obviously, Um, You know, LeBron, um, not LeBron, Kevin Kevin Durant and James Harden are obviously fantastic. We just saw Joe Harris absolutely get it done last night. And, you know, we just said Joe Harris can be kind of the number three to this big three of the Nets here. So great job winning last night. Great job for the big three all getting it done. So we'll see what this Nets team can do this week. If they have some uh, tough opponents on their schedule, hopefully they take advantage and beat those opponents so we can maybe, potentially move them up a little bit here uh, next Friday in our power rankings but we will keep the Nets at number seven. All righty, new number six team, no longer the Bucs. And we're not worried about the Bucs. They just had a little bit of a bad week without Brooke Lopez. So we're still loving what this Bucks team is. Unfortunately, they do have to move out of the top 10 for a little bit of a lackluster week. But overall, once again, they'd probably be like 11 or 12, maybe 13 as well. Uh, we still There's a still a lot of great things to love about this Bucks team. They just aren't healthy down low at their big position. And that's really what they need. They do need Brooke Lopez back. Uh, so Bucks are out of the top ten. New number sixteen. We are gonna give a little bit of a nod here to the Nuggets, folks. Really good week here, especially without not having Michael Porter Jr., who's he was gonna be out for a little bit, but uh, unfortunately he's done. He's done, folks. He's done. Michael Porter Jr. is officially done. The back gave out last season, and when he had a superb best season he ever had, but as the season progressed in the playoffs the back tightened up and now it's tightening up so far early this season he's done folks and it kills me to say it because he's fantastic but they still found ways to win so that's huge reasons to celebrate this Nuggets team they went 4-0 and this week beating the Rockets the Heat the Pacers and the Hawks not the best teams overall but still finding ways to win without having kind of your number 2 player Michael Porter Jr. out on the floor so we give him credit for taking care of business we'll see how long they can stay in our top 10 I don't think they can stay that long but uh, we'll keep them in here as long as they keep winning games. And so far, they're winning games. So we're not going to knock them too much out here. Well done for keeping it together. Nuggets at number six. righty, new number five team. And we got to give a huge round of applause for this team, folks. Wasn't in our top ten coming into this week. And they go from outside the top ten to number five. Leapfrogging. And everybody loving this Clippers team. Yes, sir, the Clippers here at number five. Man, oh man, so much credit to Paul George, Reggie Jackson all getting it done. This isn't the best team on the floor, folks. They don't really have that many great pieces overall, but they're finding ways to get it done over the last week went 4-0 beat the Timberwolves, the Hornets, the Blazers, and the Heat finding ways to win games without Kawhi Leonard, who's probably not going to be there the entire regular season. So, big shout out to this Clippers team for Paul George leading the charge, getting it done on a nightly basis. It's infectious. We're seeing these kind of role players for this Clippers team all getting better as the season progresses because Paul George is leading by example in being a true A1, Tier 1 player for this Clippers team. So much respect to this Clippers team. Uh, What's their... um, let me see where they are in the standings here in the Western Conference. What do we got here? They're number six for that uh, right outside of the playing tournament. A six-game winning streak for the Clippers team, folks. Got to give them the credit they deserve. And that's exactly what we're doing here with them at number five. Loving this Clippers team. We'll see if they can keep it up. I hope so. Alrighty, New number four team here. We're going to move the Bulls down one spot here from number three to number four this week. A little bit of a not great week. They ended up beating the Nets and the Mavericks, two solid opponents. Then they lose to the 76ers and the Warriors. Warriors just last night ended up kind of getting blown out a little bit. Um, But yeah, overall, this Bulls team, they've got kind of their core four that we absolutely love. They just have a little bit of trouble truly kind of beating the upper echelon best team. Teams in the league, they have no problem taking care of business to the teams that are really below them. But once they have to face a team that's above them, like the Warriors last night, they do kind of flounder a little bit. Now, like we know, there was no Vucevic down low, that definitely hurts them a little bit. Demar Derozan didn't have one of his spectacular games, and Lonzo Ball floundered a little bit in the scoring department. But overall, this Bulls team—they're good. Gr- they're very, very good, folks. They're main kind of. Big four. They do have an official big four for this Clippers team. Zach Levine always really consistent out here. So we got to move them back one spot to make way for the number three team. And that's who we're going to put here. Uh, the 76ers at number three. So they fall from number one to number three here. Um, in the last week they beat the Bulls, but then lost to the Knicks, the Bucks and the Raptors. So, uh, you know, that's why we have the 76ers above the Bulls because they beat them this week. Unfortunately, no kind of Joel Embiid for the majority of this week. I don't even think uh, Joel Embiid was in for that Bulls game. Was he? I can quickly see if I can bring that up quickly here. But overall, this 76ers team is very, very good. We're loving what Tyrese Maxey is bringing to this 76ers team. We just saw him step it up and put up, what, like a 30-point performance when they needed somebody to score the ball because Joel Embiid was not down there and then Seth Curry was a little off that night. So Tyrese Maxey, he can facilitate the floor or be a scorer when they need him. Seth Curry's very good. We're getting Tobias Harris back. Um, and then Joel Embiid is really the only kind of missing piece here that we really need to see kind of back 100% healthy for us to really kind of buy this team. Uh, Joel Embiid was playing this game. So, yeah, we definitely got to move the 76ers above the Bulls like we have here. But uh, 76ers, man, they're a deep team. They're fantastic. And uh, no Ben Simmons, no problem. They don't even need them, folks. They don't need them. They just need Joel Embiid. That's it. Uh, So 76ers at two or at three, excuse me. Um, new number two team, no longer the heat and it's unfortunate. We need Jimmy Butler back. So as long as, as soon as Jimmy Butler's back, we can start maybe thinking about putting putting this team back into our top 10, but we need that man back. He is the lifeblood overall. Every other piece is fantastic. We just need to see Jimmy back. But uh, new number two team and another team that was outside of the top ten that made a big old jump. Shout out to the Clippers for making that jump. And shout out to the number two team here, the Suns. Oh, my God, what a week here. and What a kind of week and a half, honestly. Seven-game winning streak for them this last week when 4-0 beat the Hawks, the Kings, the Blazers, and the Grizzlies, all okay teams out here. But overall, we're getting the production from the main five, Uh, the starting five. No DeAndre Ayton, no problem. Cameron Payne, Cameron Johnson finally beat back uh, together playing off the bench here. Back healthy, all of that good scoring pace and production. Chris Paul is getting it done. Devin Booker doesn't need to be a kind of 25 to 30 point a night score for the Suns team to win. They're finding other uh, players to score the ball and the depth uh, off the bench here is getting uh, deeper as the season progresses, so that's great. So Suns make the big old jump to number two and then our number one team here, new number one team, no longer the 76ers. It's obvious. Obviously, folks, the Warriors, oh my goodness, Seth Curry, Jordan Poole getting it done. Kevon Looney at the 5, they have Kevon Looney at the 5 and are still winning games consistently out here. Seth Curry, Seth Curry doing literally everything like we know he can do on a nightly basis out here. Over the last week, they beat the Pelicans, the Rockets, the Hawks, the Timberwolves, the Bulls. Bad teams, good teams, doesn't matter. They've only lost one so far this season, and they don't have Klay Thompson. Did we mention that already, folks? Absolutely great team for this Warriors team. They've got the scores. They've got the production. um, They got it all. Uh, Steve Kerr back to, you know, in the eyes of the good graces of the media, being one of the best head coaches in this league. Jordan Poole uh, playing absolutely fantastic out. Here, kind of the second best score for the squad, and they still are waiting for once again Clay Thompson. Did we mention that already? So, the 10 and 1, 11 and 1, did they just move to 11 and 1 last night, or are they still 10 and 1? 11 and 1, 11 and 1, folks. Holy moly, the Warriors are back, and that means so much to the game of basketball because once that Warriors dynasty, folks, I mean. Is that one of the best teams to watch in the NBA, in NBA history? Overall, yeah, I would say yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. This new kind of 2014 to current times Warriors is the best team to watch in NBA history. And they are number one in our power rankings, folks. So this is our new top 10 heading into this week next Friday. Cavs at 10, Wizards at 9, Jazz at 8, Nets at 7, Nuggets at 6, Clippers at 5, Bulls at 4, 76ers at 3, Suns at 2, and the Warriors, the best team in the league at number 1. We'll see what changes. Uh, We'll see who's moving up, who's moving down, and what team outside of the top 10 cracks the top 10 next week. We saw two big old jumps. Still big old jumps can happen, folks. It's still early on in the league. So shout out to the new top 10 in the NBA let righty, let's, let's shift gears to the NFL now, and let's do our NFL power rankings. We've got to update this list. We usually do this on Tuesdays. Unfortunately, this week's been a little bit crazy technically-wise, time restraint-wise, uh, so we have not been able to squeeze in our power rankings in the NFL, but we have time in today's show, and we got to get it done before tomorrow of Week 10 truly kicking off. Alrighty, now these NFL Power Rankings, did we take uh, Thursday's game into consideration? Um, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Not really that much, but a little bit. The Ravens out of the top 10. They were only at 9 anyway heading into this week. Um, And they are officially out, but uh, not really uh, on Thursday's game, but um, a little taken into consideration a little bit. Um, All right. So this is our top 10 heading into – heading into – Last week, we had Patriots at 10, Ravens at nine, Packers at eight, Bills at seven, Titans at six, Bucks at five, Raiders at four, Rams at three, Cardinals at two, and the Cowboys at number one. Let's see what has changed given on week nine status. So here we go. New number 10 team. We've got to move this team back a little bit here. We're going Bills at number 10. Obviously, the loss to the Jaguars is nothing anybody wanted to see, but what's the one silver lining? of that game, the Bills defense, absolutely still very, 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 very good, held the Jaguars, only nine points, and the last three points that kind of sealed the deal came off of a Josh Allen turnover, so good starting field position for the Jaguars, and they kind of took advantage with only three points. Overall, we see this Bills offense struggling a little bit here, not putting away the bad teams, playing down to their competition a little bit here, and that's definitely going to get them in trouble like it did last week against the Jaguars. Overall, though, the Bills defense is still able to be heavily relied upon. This Bills team doesn't get blown out. Uh, They usually have been blowing out teams this season because of their defense. You know, two shutouts already this season, a nine-point game, fantastic. So the Bills defense can definitely carry them. um, the Bills always are in the game regardless of what they do offensively because of their fantastic defense. So I'm not ready to move this Bills team out of the top 10 quite yet. Got to see the offense really get it done this week against the Jets or they will they will be in jeopardy of losing their top 10 status come next Tuesday. Um, so we'll see what the Bills can give, uh, what they can do this week. We're giving them a little bit of the benefit of the doubt here, keeping them at number 10. We think their offense can truly turn it around and hopefully we see it sooner rather than later. So, Bills at number 10. Alrighty, new number 19, Ravens officially out. Um, you know, losing to the Dolphins wasn't a good look, but that offense really stagnated all game. The Dolphins defense I mean they could not navigate it they were showing blitzes after blitzes after blitzes and they just didn't know how to handle it so the Ravens offense is still a little bit lackluster so far in the big spots we see a little spotty here for the Ravens out of the top 10. But the new number nine team, we're going to give some credit to the Browns here, the Cleveland Browns at number nine. Uh, What a great game last week against the Bengals defense, you know, picking off Joe Burrow, pick sixes, all that offense, you know, taking advantage of the short field positions and putting up 40. What was it? 44 points officially, I think 40 plus points, whatever it is. Uh, But Baker Mayfield playing great game managing football now this week's gonna be a little tough for them going on the road and facing the Patriots But then also not having obviously Kareem Hunt who's still out, but now Nick Chubb who I believe is on the COVID-19 protocol So this is gonna be a big week for Baker Mayfield and Kevin Safansky. How can they move the ball offensively without without having their full kind of complement of running backs and just overall offensive pieces? So this is gonna be a huge test this week for the Browns. We hope they pass it. We have them at number nine Heading into this big old game for them And we'll see if we move them up or move them out Come next Tuesday But we're giving them a chance here in the top 10 We've got no problem doing so The defense has been really, really great And Baker Mayfield has been doing exactly what he needs to do To get them into winning positions in this game So, uh, Browns at number 9, folks Alrighty uh, Number 8 team, we are keeping the Packers Keeping the Packers at number 8 here this week Now, this Packers team, um, offensively a little unfortunate last week, only put up seven points because Jordan Love, we know Aaron Rodgers is still the starting quarterback, and he should be good to go for tomorrow's game. This defense, though, is really, really good as well, Uh, only holding the Chiefs to 13 points. I mean, the... Packers defense kept the Packers in the game, and unfortunate the Packers offense struggled a little bit of uh, converting for points in the first half. They got into some nice field goal position. I think they missed one. I think one was blocked, all of that. So they had opportunities to kind of win the game last week against the Chiefs. It's just unfortunate the offense uh, just couldn't get that great production that they usually have with Aaron Rodgers at the helm. So Packers, this is a very, very good team. We don't want to move them back any because of the lackluster offense last week the defense was fantastic we know the defense is fantastic and with Aaron Rodgers the offense will be fantastic again so Packers will still stay still stay at number eight and we'll see what they can do this week to see if they move up or down Alrighty, new number seven team, no longer the Bills. We've already seen them move back a little bit, but we're going to upgrade this team a lot here, folks. The Patriots are the new number seven team in the league, and how crazy it is to say that, right? Um, Mac Jones, a rookie quarterback, able to lead this Patriots offense. Does that give a little bit of less credit to Tom Brady? overall no but if we just want to focus in on this one season then then maybe yeah a little bit a little bit maybe one half of a percent maybe overall but he's getting it done he's being a great game manager this Patriots defense is a classic Bill Belichick lad defense which is never an easy out and they're going to bring the pressure and they're going to take away for the thing that you do the best so Bill Belichick is back to being the great defensive-minded head coach that he is, and uh, Josh McDaniels is scheming this offense exactly what Mac Jones needs to. So, Patriots, they're winning some great games. They're showing some great stuff out there. They don't have anything like all the other weapons that every other top 10 team in the NFL does have, but they're still making it work and winning games and is, uh, I think, what is it, just a half a game back, maybe a full game back from the Bills uh, for the top of that AFC East division folks so shout out to the Patriots a huge game this week Browns at Patriots Browns at nine Patriots at seven maybe only one of those two teams can stay in the power rankings when it's all said and done of tomorrow's big Sunday slate but we're gonna give the Patriots all the kind of credit and believability um here and uh, put them at number seven Alrighty, new number 6 team now. This team had to move down a little bit here. Um unfortunate uh, just because of some other good teams this week, uh, but we are moving the Raiders down from four to number six. Now, uh, they should have won against the Giants last week. It's just unfortunate all those turnovers and uh, missed field goals in the second half, but they still only lost by one possession. And once again, just kind of the overall outside noise. We're giving Rich Bisaccia so much credit for handling all the dysfunction that is this Raiders team. So we do have to move them back a little bit, but it's really nothing that they did. It's just some other teams had a really good week that we have to kind of celebrate a little bit more. But Raiders overall, they're in it. This is a huge game this week against the Chiefs. They're at home, Sunday night football, all of that. So hopefully they can show out and kind of reclaim their probably top five status that they had coming into last week. But overall, it's just so much credit to Rich Bisaccia for keeping this team tight and together. Unfortunate Derek Carr, a couple of turnovers in the fourth quarter in the second half of the Giants game, um, kind of loses them that kind of one possession game but overall we're not too concerned with this Raiders team like we said it's just some other teams being a little bit better so that's why we have to drop them down a little bit low but um overall folks we are not worried about this Raiders team we are loving this Raiders team we just bet them this week Raiders plus two and a half we are still big true believers in the Raiders we just have to see them get another win so we can move them up a little bit Alrighty, number five team here. We're moving this team back a little bit as well, and we're moving the Rams from a three to number five here. Overall, this Rams team, yes, they lost the Titans. Not a good look, but we just broke it down in the film study, and overall it was really the Titans defense that won them the game. It wasn't Matthew Stafford, um, you know, lackluster throwing ability and accuracy or just not seeing the reads. You know, that was not it. We saw it. We, uh, We went in depth. We saw all the kind of the key plays, and it was not. Matthew Stafford just not getting it done. So that was great, but they did still lose and that Titans defense truly stepped up big time. So the Rams offense is still really nothing of concern. You lose games here and there. Uh, They hadn't faced a really good team in a month, so maybe caught them a little off guard, maybe unconsciously. Um... So this Rams team, move them down a little bit at number five, but the addition of OBJ, the offense really should still be fine, and they should be able to kind of still put up points and potentially win this game against the 49ers this week. So got to move the Rams down a little bit because, once again, some other good teams stepping up this week. Like this number four team that just beat them, the Tennessee Titans. Finally, folks, finally. Well, not even finally. I mean, we've been giving this Titans all the respect that they truly have deserved over the last couple of weeks here. We have the Titans at number 6 heading into this week and we are moving them up to number 4 this week. Getting it done. No Derrick Henry. No problem so far. We'll see if they're able to keep it up. Adrian Peterson expect him to kind of get better and better as the season progresses. You know he hasn't played football in a long time. A couple of, uh, well he played last season obviously but you know missing the first 9 weeks of this, or 8 games of this season. So expect Adrian Peterson to kind of get better and better as the games go on here a little bit of a lackluster game last week but they still got the win and you know what were what were we truly expecting from an older running back out here that hasn't played at all this season So Ryan Tannehill taking care of business. Uh, This Titans defense really bending and not breaking and taking uh, getting the turnovers for the Rams. So this Titans team folks respect it. And once again the head coach here um, Mike Vrabel just deserves so much credit. Lost an offensive coordinator, lost their star running back and is still winning games and putting up the points and is still great overall. The number one team in the AFC, how absolutely fantastic. So Vegas is still disrespecting this titans team we absolutely hate it and we're gonna watch the machines in a couple of minutes to see if they are still disrespecting the titans but we will be respecting them by putting them at the fourth best team in the league all righty now, new number three team. We're gonna go the Bucks. I mean, we know this team is fantastic, folks. Offensively, defensively, they take care of business. Tom Brady's absolutely fantastic, and the defense is still getting it done. They've got pieces everywhere. Offensively, it's hard to stop this Bucks team. They really only lose by shooting themselves in the foot, a la Tom Brady. Three turnovers against the Saints in a game that they lose basically by one possession. So Bucks uh, at number three here. They're looking really, really gosh dang good. And uh, hopefully, they can beat this Washington team this week to uh, really kind of secure that. But uh, Bucks at number three. All right, and then we are once again flipping the number one and number two team here. We flipped them last week, and now we got to flip them back. So the new number two team is going to be the Cowboys, and the new number one team is back to the Arizona Cardinals. Now, obviously, we have to make this change because one team lost with their starting quarterback, and the other team won. With their backup, which is kind of the opposite of what happened last week of why we made the switch in the first place. So, uh, Cowboys, a little bit, uh, not even a little bit, a truly lackluster performance last week against the Broncos where they lost. The offense couldn't do anything, but once again, they went for it a couple of times on fourth down in the first quarter. And that just kind of lit the fire under the Broncos that they ran with, and that's why they were able to win the game. So, we're not truly worried about this Cowboys team. Every team has hiccups, to big the Chiefs, every team, the Cardinals, wasn't even a big hiccup. The Rams had a little bit of a hiccup. So teams do have hiccups in this league, folks. We're not going to be selling this Cowboys team 100%. We hope to see them get back on track like we know they can. Dak's fine. The defense is fine. Just a little bit of an unfortunate game. So Cowboys drop down to number two, and then the Cardinals winning with Colt McCoy against the 49ers team on the road. Absolutely magnificent, and that's why we move the Cardinals back to number one. Now that Kyler Murray's back, um, he should. This team should still be fine. So well done for Colt McCoy saving the team, saving the season for the Cardinals, and uh, getting them that number one spot again. So this is our top 10 heading into tomorrow's action. We got Bills at 10, Browns at 9, Packers at 8, Patriots at 7, Raiders at 6, Rams at 5, Titans at 4, Bucks at 3, Cowboys at 2, and the Cardinals, the number one team in the league. Alrighty, and then the last thing that we have to do to kind of get everything up to date here is Shout out the tight ends from last week now Unfortunate here these tight ends have been taken these last two weeks off. How many players? How many tight ends did we celebrate last week? Jeff Swain, That was only one who else did we have? Uh, Pat Fremuth Robert Tanyan And that was it. We only had three tight ends. Usually we got like eight to ten tight ends that we celebrate on a weekly basis for getting it done. Two weeks ago only three and then this week only two. I mean these after tight end University Day, which was week seven, every tight end is just mailing it in at this point. What are we doing? Come on, keep it up. Does nobody want to graduate the 2021 tight end university? With summa cum laude honors? Does nobody want that? Jeez Louise. So we only have two tight ends to shut out here and we're gonna go through it quickly because I still wanna get into the uh, week 10 score predictions and probabilities of what the machines are saying. So we're gonna go through this a little bit quickly here. Uh, But this is a notice to all tight ends this week get it done. I'll give everybody no grade. I'll give everybody F grades. So I'm sick of seeing the lackluster tight end performance as a whole. The tight ends are supposed to be all getting it done every single week to prove and show, hey, we're the real deal. We deserve a little bit more money. We deserve a lot more recognition because we're running and blocking and uh, you know catching the balls and all that. So they want the recognition here, but it only works if the tight ends get it done on a consistent weekly basis. Two tight ends going off every week. That's not going to give them the respect and the money that they're looking for and truly do deserve so please tight ends get it done tomorrow get it done tomorrow you've taken the last two weeks off folks we've only celebrated five tight ends over the last two weeks that is way way below average of what we're doing on a weekly basis so please get it together get it together all right but the t- one of two tight ends that we have to shout out from last week is Darren Waller. Now he led the team in receiving seven receptions 92 yards. Unfortunately, the Raiders lose, but it was still one possession. nobody uh, he didn't score unfortunately, but he was a consistent weapon, targeted 11 times, got consistent production throughout the entire game. So we're gonna give Darren Waller a B. B. We're going to give him a solid B right here for last week's performance. Didn't really score, unfortunately, so we can't really upgrade it any higher than that. But we will give Darren Waller a B. Where do we got him at? Here we go. And the last time we gave Darren Waller a grade was week two. So, geez louise. Uh, So, we're going to give him a B for his week nine performance. And then the last tight end we have to shout out for last week was... Really the only one that got it truly done out here, and that's Pat, Pat Fryermuth out here for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Five catches for 43 yards, but two touchdowns, baby. Two touchdowns, baby. The only passing touchdowns that Ben Roethlisberger had, he had two of them, and they both went to Pat Fryermuth. So Pat Fryermuth has been so gosh dang good this season, folks. The rookie tight end making the big old moves, and we're going to give him an A+. A plus for his performance Last week folks Fantastic for his week 9 performance So tight ends Get it done this week I want 20 tight ends on my list Come Tuesday Do you understand me Do you all understand me You better Jeez So uh, Shout out to Pat Fryermuth And shout out to Darren Waller For getting it done At least some tight ends got it done Damn Alrighty, now the final thing that we have to do today is watch our favorite video to watch on Saturday. It's the Week 10 NFL Game Picks and Probabilities. What are the machines saying? Are they agreeing with us? Um, Are they on the same page? With Vegas, or are they on the same page with us? Is us, the Machines, and Vegas all on the same page? Because when that happens, folks, you got to bet it 100%. What was the last game that me, that us over here, it takes my fans, the Machines and Vegas were all on? Um, it was just last week. What was it? What was it? What game was it? We tweeted it out. Tweeted it out. When was it? Here it is. The Browns. The Browns versus the Bengals. We love the Browns plus two and a half. Uh, The machines agreed that the Browns would win the game. They wouldn't even need the two and a half. And Vegas was on our side because they said the Browns were half a point better on a neutral field than the Bengals. So us... Vegas and the Machines were all on the Browns last week. They hit. So if we are all on the same page again this week, folks, you better watch out. Um, unfortunately, I don't think us in Vegas are too much on the same page. Uh, giving the Chargers minus three value we thought was great by Vegas. Um, and that was really it. So not a lot of opportunities for us, Vegas, and the Machines to agree this week. But we'll see what they give us. So, without further ado, let's see what we get here, and uh, if there's any matchups that kind of um, come up that we have to set a bar for any teams, uh, what we need to see from a team or a player here, we'll write those bars so we have them on the record. All right. All right, here we go. First game up here. What are the machines saying this week? We got the Chiefs at the Raiders. Now, this was one of our official picks this week. We have the Raiders plus two and a half, and they predict the score being 28-25, Chiefs winning by three. So, once again, our Raiders plus two and a half points is in our 99% guarantees because, you know, you score by three and seven and this is what potentially could happen. You could lose by three and we only have two and a half and we don't cover the bet. So, maybe buy that extra half a point just for some added extra security, you lose a little value but get some extra security. So, there is a trade-off there. Uh, but overall 55% win percentage here for the Chiefs and they cover probability of 51% being minus two and a half points out here. Now um, we do have to set a bar for this Chiefs team. We just saw them have no turnovers last week which was great and if they have no turnovers this week again we will put them in our top 10 Um, if they win the game we'll put them in our top 10 if they also have no turnovers as well the buyability betability and believability will skyrocket on this Chiefs team if we see back-to-back games without any turnovers because we know that's the only thing that is really holding us back from believing and betting on this Chiefs team so Chiefs no turnovers again and we are going to be good to go on them, and we could talk them up and finally start uh, batting on this Chiefs team, but we still are liking what the Raiders can give us, the machines are predicting a close game right here that we definitely expect, this Chiefs defense could give up a lot of big plays to this Raiders team, and we believe the Raiders shake off the loss last week, and Rich Bisaccia keeps this team focused, so alright, the machines aren't agreeing here, but uh, we still get 2.5 for the Raiders, so still close overall. Alrighty, what do we got here for the second matchup here from the machines? What do we got? All right, we got Rams at 49ers, and this was our bonus pick this week. We just watched Matthew Stafford in our film study yesterday on the show to get a sense. We know they lost against the Titans. We know the Titans defense was really, really good. We wanted to see if Matthew Stafford was just not seeing open things, or was it really truly the Titans defense getting it done? And our verdict was it was just the t- Titans defense. truly getting it done so we are taking the Rams minus three and a half here this week in our bonus pick and the machines are saying that the Rams win by three so they won't cover that half a point hook but a win probability here for the Rams at 57% winning 25-22 and a cover probability for the 49ers at 52% because they're getting plus four or plus three and a half remember folks the NFL makes this video on like a a Wednesday uh, so it's a little bit in the middle of the week here where the lines can shift a little bit before we officially see these lines So, we do see that this line was kind of a half a point change by the time we looked at it. But we are still taking the Rams minus three and a half here. Uh, We believe the defense can get it done against the 49ers. And the 49ers offense has been struggling. And it's not all Jimmy Garoppolo, folks. It's just the uncertainty that Kyle Shanahan has with Jimmy Garoppolo for some reason. We don't love how Kyle Shanahan is truly kind of handling uh, the quarterback controversy situation here with the 49ers bringing in Trey Lance. I think it's kind of getting to Jimmy Garoppolo a little bit here, so I'm not. There's no. Uh, there's no viability in this 49ers team, folks. Absolutely no viability uh, because they have been floundering offensively. Just got beat by the uh, Kyler murray Cardinals last week here. So we're taking the Rams minus three and a half this week, and uh, the machines don't agree. That's fine. These half a point hooks are kind of killing us in the eyes of the machines. Let's see if anything changes. Here we go. Next game up here is the Seahawks at the Packers. We're not taking this game because we don't think there's any really great value here with, uh, you know, uh, Russell Wilson coming back from the uh Uh, finger injury and Aaron Rodgers coming back from the COVID situation and the whole scandal around that so uh, truly stay away from this game but the machines uh, say that the Packers win 25-21 with a win probability of 56% and a cover probability of 51% because it's on a a 3.5 point line and they say the Packers win by 4 so we'll stay away from this one we don't there's no bars to set in this game for the Seahawks we just have to see them be a little good and just see what they can do with Russell Wilson and with uh, this Packers team, they've are, they, they're have already good folks, it's not like we're, we we don't get a good understanding of what this Packers team is, they're very great defensively and Aaron Rodgers squeaks out some tough wins here offensively because that's what Aaron Rodgers does, he wins usually the close games, uh, so machines say the Packers win and we will agree with the machines there, we, we, we could see this Packers team winning, no problem. Alrighty, what do we got up next here by the Machines? What do we got? Interested to see what they tit- what they say about the Titans. Once again, Vegas and the Machines have really been disrespecting the Titans, and we've been cashing out, folks. So can't wait to can't wait till we get to that matchup next matchup up here is the vikings at the chargers and once again folks it's really uh, you know is this truly algorithm or is the nfl.com just kind of playing kind of the spread line because you know we've we, we're watching these videos every single week and usually they're just right on the spread line so um you know how much do we truly put into the information here that the nfl.com is saying they're tr- trying to kind of um uh the information that they're trying to kind of push in this video is it just on the spread line or is it just what they are saying so once again another close one on the spread line because this was one of our picks as well chargers minus three and they had the chargers winning by three 27 24 over the vikings Chargers have a win probability of 54% and a cover probability of 51% on a two-and-a-half point line Like we know this line these lines change a little bit uh, every single day and they made this video on 11 uh, 10 I believe which was Wednesday, so um, Alright, what is the spread now? is it still at 3 it is still at 3 right here Chargers minus 3 Vikings plus 3 so um, chargers win this one 27 24. Uh, you know, we're swallowing the three here for the chargers. We know the Vikings don't win games, they don't win the close games. The stats usually are pretty solid here, but they don't win. They don't win. This is not a winning team. Mike Zimmer's not a winning coach. Uh, Kirk Cousins is not a winning quarterback. They don't know how to win the close games. I mean, the chargers just fired their head coach Anthony Lynn for not winning the close games. You got to fire Mike Zimmer or Kirk Cousins. I'm not really sure which one is uh which one really deserves the majority of the blame of why they're just losing these close games But uh, this Chargers defense should be able to handle the Vikings. Uh, The Chargers offense is aggressive, and this Vikings defense isn't anything that special. So we don't think this game is really going to be this close. Um, I really see the Chargers putting up like 30-plus points, and at that point I don't think the Vikings can keep up pace offensively. So still loving the Chargers here. Uh, Machines say they win by three. We're swallowing the three. We'll see what the official outcome is on Sunday. Alrighty next game up here. Here we go Saints at the Titans We're taking the Titans minus two and a half and they predict the score 25 21. Thank you Thank you. The machines have some sense here Vegas still has no sense on what this Titans team is all about Disrespecting them putting the spread at minus two and a half Let's see what this line has gone to now because Alvin Kamara is officially out in this game So the line the last time we checked it with Alvin Kamara still being in the game was Titans minus two and a half and it is now Titans minus three. So Evan Kamara only a half a point, point mover, line mover here. Um, Which is still a little disrespectful. So, I don't agree with anything that Vegas has said for this Titans team. And look at this, folks. Titans minus three is plus 100. So, Vegas is still not really giving any respect to this Titans team. Alvin Kamara being out. And they still don't want to really say that the Titans are the better team. With the minus three being at plus 100 odds. Usually, when it's on the line, they're both minus 110. That's usually what uh, what the line is the spread line is so Vegas out here still not giving the Titans the credit they deserve why what have the Titans shown y'all over the last four games that still says that they don't deserve the credit and the recognition and the respect on the spread line I'm I don't get it I truly don't get it it is driving me absolutely insane because which you know we're making money off of it so I'm not complaining, but folks, this is Vegas. I mean, they don't lose money. They, you know, the the house always wins, and Vegas is the house, folks. So I just don't understand what they're trying to do. Are they trying to get me riled up? Is this some big conspiracy level where Vegas is disrespecting the Titans, so I come out here and yell at Vegas and prompt y'all the bet. Is that what the big play is? Am I a puppet of Vegas, folks? Am I a puppet of Vegas and I don't even know it? I don't know, folks. I don't even know what is real anymore and what's fake anymore because of this whole Titans controversy and saga over here. Oh My goodness, but I'll take it Titans minus three Titans minus 20. I don't care. I'll take it all the, uh the machines agree Titans win 25 21 21 That's a four point win so Titans minus two and a half Titans minus three It doesn't matter that Titans will still cover here. Absolutely fantastic we are loving the Titans this week. Saints on the road. Probably nothing great there. We know they don't stretch the field vertically in this Titans defense. I mean, they just handled the Rams. And we know that Rams offense is really good. And they handle the Bills offense and the Chiefs offense. I mean, these are all different high-powered offenses that the Titans truly took advantage of and won against. So what are the Saints do good that the Bills, the Chiefs, the Colts, and the Rams do? the Saints don't do anything better than them offensively maybe Alvin Kamara But now he's not even in the game And the point only the line only moves half a point. What are we doing? Man, thank the machines. We've got the machines turned around. I mean when will Vegas finally start respecting the Titans we made the machines Change their opinions on the Titans. And you know how hard that is to do, folks? To change the machine's opinions? Man, oh, man. So, Titans minus two, Titans minus three. We buy it all the way up to Titans minus six and a half. That's what we officially endorse here. But, man, oh, man, folks. Man, oh, man. I can't wait till this game. Um, So we can cash out in Vegas. And we'll be posting all on Twitter all day. <laughs> about how we were right. And clipping up our... Titans rants that we go on on basically a daily basis because it deserves to be a daily basis because we're getting disrespect every minute on this Titans team. So, uh, win probability at 55% for the Titans, cover probability at 52% for the Titans. Jeez. Titans, folks. Titans, Titans, Titans. Just know the word Titans and you could be a millionaire. How simple is that? Alrighty, what do we got up next here with the machines? Alrighty, this one's going to be an interesting matchup. I think this is could potentially be the best game of the week here. At least for the 1 o'clock slate. The Browns at the Patriots. We are officially staying away from this one. Uh, but they predict the Browns winning 23-21 to with a 54% win probability. And a cover probability of Browns at 56%. I think this line has moved a little bit here. NFL.com officially put the line at Patriots minus one and a half. And now it is all the way up to Patriots minus two and a half. So uh, a lot of people batting on the Patriots here And um, we're staying away from this one because we really don't know what the overall outcome of this one is going to be Two great defenses We think you know the Browns do definitely have the better weapons to work with But we know it's uh, Bill Belichick-led defense So you got to give them credit there all the time So that one's going to be a great one to watch We're just going to stay away from it uh, Really could go either way NFL.com and the machines are saying, hey, the Browns are the better team and they're going to win outright. They don't even need that two and a half point, half a point hook, whatever it is, they're good to go. All righty, another one of our picks here. We got the Col- or, uh, the Cowboys. Oh, we didn't take the Cowboys? We didn't take the Cowboys. Never mind. Disregard that. All right, the next game up here is the Falcons at the Cowboys. And NFL.com says the Cowboys win 32-22 to with a 70% win probability. That's the highest that we've seen so far today. And a cover probability of 51% with the line being minus 9.5. So 10-point win, 9.5. So, yeah, I mean, I I don't really see this Falcons team putting up 22 points. Uh, Yeah, the Falcons offense has gotten rolling a little bit over the last three games here, but this Cowboys defense, we don't think it's going to be laying back-to-back stinkers out here. So, Cowboys back at home, expect them to truly shut down the Falcons, and as soon as the Falcons start to show something promising, we see them kind of tank 100%. So, don't look at the Falcons um, with any great value getting all those points this week. stay away from it, Um, um, or select the Cowboys minus. I I can't believe we didn't we didn't take the Cowboys this week. Is that right? I guess we didn't. Okay, all right, alrighty. Well, uh, we'll let them show it to us before we truly bet them. But uh, we could definitely see that. We could definitely bet the Cowboys minus eight. We got no problem doing that. All right, what do we got up next here? Bucks at the Washington football team, and the Bucks win 30 to 20, a 69% win probability. So uh, Cowboys a little bit better value overall, um, just one percent, and then a cover probability of uh, a cover probability of 51% because. point, 10 point, classic. Uh, But overall, yeah, this Washington team, we'll see what Taylor Heineke can do. But overall, you know, this Washington team hasn't really shown us anything great. The defense has kind of been maybe finding their footing over the last two weeks. But we'll see if it's the real deal this week against the star-studded offense that is the Bucs. I believe they are missing a couple of players this week as well. Do we get Antonio Brown out? Is Antonio Brown out? And I want to say potentially... A running back is out for this Bucks team. Let me double check my sources here. What do we got? Rob Gronkowski is still out. Um, and that is it. So I was truly out of my gourd there. It's just Rob Gronkowski out. Okay. Alright, next game up here. Uh, one of our picks, we got Steelers minus 8 and uh, they say that they win by 10, 26 to 16 over the Lions here with the win probability of 70%. So, this is exactly what we were kind of saying when we made when we made this pick. We don't expect the Steelers to put up like 30 plus points offensively and that's why they cover the minus 8. We are really just thinking that Lions offense can't get anything going because 1, the Lions offense is absolutely trash. Jared Goff can't move the ball at all. And if he does move the ball, he flounders big, big, big time in the red zone. And the Steelers' offense isn't anything good, but the Steelers' defense can definitely, you know, um, shut down this Lions' poor offense that they have. So, this is exactly kind of why we're saying that they can cover the minus 8 here. A 26-16 win for a 10-point win. So, the machines are really kind of agreeing with what we're saying about this Lions' offense. So, that's great in this game overall. Win probability at 70% for the Steelers and a cover probability of 51% because they had them at the Steelers' minus 9. So, Let's see what this line is still at. It should still be at Steelers minus eight, and it came down a little bit. Wow, look at this. Are y'all betting the Lions with the points? We all better know that. Y'all know that. Okay. Alright, I don't agree with that, but I'll let y'all do you. So, y'all must be betting the uh, Lions with the points here. This is why the spread is uh, coming down a little bit from uh, Steelers minus 8 to Steelers minus 7.5. Lions looking for their first victory. I guess that's why where y'all see the kind of value in the points. Um, I just don't agree, especially with the Steelers' defense, especially on the road. I don't think this is the game that the Lions get it done. But we'll see who's right, us or y'all. Usually it's us, but sometimes it's y'all. <laughs> sometimes it's y'all. Alright, what do we got? up next year, Bills at the Jets, and whoa, NFL.com says the Bills get back on track, winning 31-16 with a win probability of 82%, whoa, whoa, this is the biggest win probability, straight up, not doing any points or any lines like that, if you're just betting the team to bet the team this week, the Bills are so far the favorites in the eyes of the machines, 82% 82% win probability straight up against the Jets. That's crazy. I don't know if I see it like that. I don't think I see it like that, especially with Mike White at the quarterback for the Jets. If Zach Wilson, then yeah, 82%. That sounds right, but not Mike White. Don't disrespect that dude. Um, alrighty. So a cover probability of 53% with a 13-point line that has cam down a little bit to 12 and a half. Um, so they cover by, uh, 14, 15 points right there. And they got the cover probability at 53% for winning by 15. All right. I, I think the Bills can win. I'm staying away. I think that's a lot of points to give up. I don't think it's any great value with the Jets because we know the Bills defense is so good, but you know, if the Bills offense is still struggling, I'm not going to swallow 12 and a half for a division opponent. No, thank you. All righty. Here we go. Next game up is the Cardinals at the Panthers or the Panthers at the Cardinals, and they say the Cardinals win 26-17 to with a 68% win probability and a cover probability of 51% for the Panthers because the spread is 10 and we're staying away from this one because you know no Sam Darnold, so the Panthers should be better (laughs) it should be better than what they were and what they have been all season long and we just don't want to swell the 10 points especially given all these kind of backups coming in and doing work kind of the game one starting we've seen that a couple of times already this season so no great value either way we'll stay away from it and uh, they say that they can cover the 10 all righty we'll see all right, what do we got up next? Couple more games to go. What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? Here we go. Next any moment, anytime you want to switch, we've seen enough, okay, here we go, next game up here, and this is great, alright, another one of our picks here, Eagles plus two and a half, and the machine say the Eagles win outright, 23-22 to exactly what we think is going to happen so, they have the win probability for the Eagles at 51%, and a cover probability of them getting three points at 56%, we think this Eagles defense is the real deal they'll be able to kind of beat this Broncos offense, we're not buying that this Broncos offense is what they did last week against the Cowboys it was a great win and we will give them all the credit for that great win and putting up the points and beating that Cowboys defense but I don't think that they are consistent any team can win a game or be competitive in a game a la the Jaguars but it's hard to be consistent in this league and I'm not buying that this Broncos offense is going to be consistent this Eagles offense keeps up pace here because of the defense It's a healthy kind of run-pass mix here with the Eagles team. Every team is being very, very pass-heavy. This Eagle says we don't care what every team is doing. We'll be run-heavy and just be letting having Jalen Hurts be a game manager, which is exactly what he needs to be since he's still, you know, very young in his career. Only had what like five starts his rookie year so far. Only eight starts this season, so doesn't even have a full 16-game season, 17-game now um, under his belt here. So he's still kind of a little. Bit of a rookie in terms of game wise. So, yeah, let that man get acclimated. Let, and still, overall, this Eagles offense is still very young with Nick Sirianni and all these young pieces around him. No more Zach Ertz either, the one veteran that they truly had on this team. So, the machines agree that the Eagles are going to kind of be very competitive in this game. We get two and a half. They say they went outright. No problem covering the spread if they went outright. So, loving what we get from the Eagles, folks. The machines agree. That's very, very great for us. All righty. What do we got? What do we got up next? Next game up. Here we go. Jaguars at the Colts here. Another one of our picks. Colts minus 10. Colts win 30 to 18. 78% win probability. Still not as high as the Bills on the road against the Jets. I think that's a little interesting that they uh, have it like that. A cover probability for 53% being minus 10.5 points there, uh, 10, whatever you've locked it in at. I believe the line is still at 10, I don't think this one has really moved that much. Yep, still Colts minus 10 out here. So we know this Colts offense can get it done. 30 points, that sounds right. Jaguars maybe puts up 18 points, maybe. That's probably the most that they do. So once again, the Colts minus 10, we are absolutely loving that value. And that is the last game that we have up here for the end of the video. Did they not do the, uh, what's the Monday game? Did they not do the Monday game? Monday is Rams, uh, oh no, Rams, uh, Rams 40, did they not do Rams 49ers? Did we not talk, did we talk about Rams 49ers and I just don't remember? Rams, oh yeah, Rams 49ers, they're right here, they went by three, okay. Alright, so yeah, that is all the week... 10 matchups according to the machines. So they're, once again, the machines are kind of on our side a little bit here, folks. They're on our side with the Eagles. They're on our side with the Steelers. They're on our side with the Titans. They're on our side with the Chargers on the, that would be a push at that point. And they're on our side with the Colts. They disagree with the Raiders pick and they disagree with the Rams pick by half a point. But overall, the machines, they've come around because they know who's right. They know that we're right and that we know, they know that we made them look like clowns and look like fools so we don't have to worry about the machines anymore now we just have to get vegas to see that they've been disrespecting the titans and we would have everybody doing a 180 folks takes my fans bringing everybody to the the smart thinking the smart thinking changing everybody's mind all righty, folks, that's going to do it for us today. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We're back live tomorrow, noon Eastern, for our pregame show. Last second, best batch, final thoughts, who's in last minute, who's out last minute, all of that, talking it through and doing a nice 55-minute pregame show from 12 to 12.55 or maybe even 12.50. But either way, we're here live, noon Eastern, for our final thoughts show. Alrighty, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching. We're back live tomorrow in an Easter, and hope we'll see you there. But uh, enjoy the rest of your day for college football, and definitely enjoy your day of football tomorrow. We will be doing that. Alrighty, folks. We are out. In-